Welcome to the Midweeks. This is Rob. I'm really grateful that you're here. Let's keep going through Romans. Okay, we're in Romans 11. We're going to be specifically looking at verse 7. And last week when we were looking at this, um, we were looking at this passage that explains that God has saved an elect for himself, even out of Israel, and uh, which is amazing truths and really jarring to regular ways of looking at the world where you just kind of see life as a bunch of people making choices and events happen. And, uh, but to get confronted with this, this word elect, which means choosing, just means choose. It's from the Greek word electos, which means chosen. And so it just means to choose. God's chosen some people for a purpose and a destiny, and he's brought it about in their lives. And it, it confronts us with the sovereignty of God and the greatness of God and the existence of God and all things that uh, make people feel small and somewhat out of control and humbled. And so uh, there's a great truth. And so Paul is going to continue this argument, and he's going to continue by saying that God is ruling over the, the unbelief of Israel in the first century, uh, the widespread unbelief. It's not like all Israelites are forsaken. Paul's saying, no, I'm an Israelite, and I'm coming in, and there is a handful of, of chosen ones who are coming to faith in Jesus, but by and large, they're not. And so he's trying to explain what's going on here. And so he's going to ask two more big questions, his what thens, and, um, and a, so what shall we say kind of thing, or so what I ask. So here's the next question as the argument continues. He says, what then? should we say, to the fact that, by and large, Israel is not coming in. And even though there is an elect that has come in, by and large, they aren't. He says, what should we say? He says in verse 7, Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking. The elect obtained it, but the rest were hardened. As it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see, and ears that would not hear, down to this very day. And, David says, let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block, and a retribution for them. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see, and bend their backs forever. Now, in order to understand this, we need to understand that um, human choices or human activity and God's sovereignty can both be acting at the same time. They aren't necessarily in any kind of conflict. And you can see this in verse 7 where it says, Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking. The elect obtained it, but the rest were hardened. Okay, what am I talking about here? Okay, Paul says that Israel has failed to obtain something. What was it trying to obtain? Well, if you've been following the argument, what it was trying to obtain was, a, was righteousness. It's trying to obtain righteousness before God. But Paul has already claimed that Israel as a whole has been going about it the wrong way. They're trying to obtain righteousness before God, but they were seeking it in a wrong way. And we know this from chapter 10 where Paul says this. It says, For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish a righteousness of their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness, meaning the righteousness that comes by faith in Jesus Christ. So what was Israel seeking, according to Paul? Righteousness. But how were they seeking it? Well, they wanted to establish their own that was based on, on the law and not on Christ, on the gift of Christ, on the cross of Christ, and on faith in Christ. This is the big problem. But, Paul says, it's not just as simple as that they failed to obtain it. He says the elect obtained it, but the rest were hardened. So at one time, the reason Israel en masse is not coming in is because they sought to establish their own righteousness by 
by law instead of by Christ. And at the same time, those who forsook the false way of trying to be righteous by law apart from Christ and came to faith in Christ were are the elect, the chosen ones by God. And those who don't come in are hardened. So which one is it? Is it that people are just trying to do their own thing and establish their own righteousness because they're ignorant? Or is it that God is choosing and hardening? Well, it's both. It's in the same verse. From God's perspective, he's working out a plan that involves choosing some people as the elect and hardening those who aren't to come in right now because he's working on bringing in the Gentiles. And at the same time, from a human perspective, there are people who are trying to establish their own righteousness apart from Christ. And there are people who are submitting to God's righteousness by coming to God through faith in Christ. They're both happening at the same time, and they're in the same verse. And so this is one of the mind benders of Scripture. This is very offensive sometimes. Um, sometimes people uh, try to find ways around receiving Scripture like this. To me, I'm convinced that, that, that you need a view of Scripture that can see God's activity and human activity as complementing each other, as working at the same time. Um, and so there we go. And so this is what he's saying. And then he quotes two sets of Scriptures explaining this time where um, God gives people eyes that can't see and ears that can't hear so that they don't respond to the gospel. Do you remember Paul in the previous chapter was saying that righteousness comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then he's saying that actually this time when people aren't coming, that they're hardened, was prophesied in scripture. And it says that God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that do not see and ears that don't hear. So that not hearing itself is an activity of God that was prophesied. Remember what we've been saying through this whole thing is Paul's trying to do three things. Number one, he's trying to uphold the trustworthiness of God's word. We can trust in the gospel and God's promises because God's word is faithful, even though Israel isn't coming on mass yet. Um, they're, they're, they're not coming to Christ yet. Uh, God's word is true. So we can trust it in Christ and we can trust it what's going on. And so here Paul's quoting scripture again. This period of time where Israel en masse is being hardened. Look, there's a scripture that prophesied that this would happen, that he would give them ears that didn't hear. So they do hear the message, but they don't hear the message. They do hear the gospel, but they don't hear the gospel. And so they don't come to the righteousness of God that's in Christ. They try to continue to do a righteousness apart from Christ based on their own works, based on the law, and they don't obtain what they're seeking because they are not doing it God's way. And then he quotes from David as well. So then he comes to a second question in verse 11. So I ask, did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means. Rather, though through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles so that so as to make Israel jealous. Now, if their trespass means riches for the world, and if their failure means riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their full inclusion mean? Okay, so again, Paul is trying to interpret the events of the first century where the gospel is spreading throughout the entire world, being preached primarily by Jewish people. The apostles were all Jews, they were all Israelites, and they would, as Paul went from city to city, he would tend to go to the synagogues first and preach this, their Messiah, Messiah to them. And sometimes there was some... Um, good reception and faith, but often Paul would be rejected, and then he would go to the Gentiles, where he would usually have quite a good success amongst them. And en masse, there were more Gentiles being saved than Jewish people, and it looked like in this Roman church that Paul's writing to, 
It probably initially was a bunch of Jewish people who had come to faith, but now there's more and more Gentiles being added to the church. And what's going on here? And Paul is just saying, look, um, this trespass that the Jewish people are making, sorry, the Israelite people in the first century are making, that they're not coming to Christ, what this means is that um, the Gentiles are coming in like crazy. And it's in order to make them jealous. So at some point of time, um, Paul is anticipating Israel to turn en masse back to Christ. That this age of the Gentiles coming in hand over fist, they're being gathered in in large measures. Billions and billions of Gentiles have come to Christ. Um, during this age of, of eyes that don't see, Gentiles are coming in. It's like a blessing. It's a, it's, it's a weird blessing. Blessings are coming to the Gentiles because of the trans- transgressions of Israel. But that's not meant to be a permanent state. They, they haven't fallen so that they, um, they haven't stumbled so they might fall. What, what does that mean? It means um, their, their current state isn't going to be their final state. The fact that as a nation they're not coming in the first century doesn't mean they never will. It's not meant to be permanent. It's a timing thing. And right now the blessings are meant to come to the Gentiles and then the Jewish people at some time are meant to kind of have their eyes open up and be like, well, how come... These Gentiles get all these blessings through the Messiah and not us. We want the blessings of, of righteousness with God through faith. We want the Holy Spirit. We want what these Gentiles have. This, these kind of belong to us first and foremost because we're natural children. And um, so this is, the, this is the, the desire to make them jealous, that they wake up one day and go, whoa, what, what, what God can give you all this stuff? through faith in Jesus and like true adoption and, and the blessings, they come through faith in Jesus. Well, this, this belongs to us. We should have it. And the Gentiles get it by grace. Um, and we're meant to get it by another, by grace as well. But we want this. It belongs to us. And so Paul anticipates this day when the Israel will come in as a big blessing. And this is where this question, now if the trespass means riches for the world and if their failure means riches to the Gentiles, how much more will their inclusion mean? And this is a great line. Because sometimes people think, you know, Israel's rejected forever. I don't think that's true. The Jewish people are forsaken. That's not true. How I understand it is that in, in the first century, and I think now today as well, the fact that Israel en masse hasn't come to Christ means that the gospel keeps spreading among the Gentiles. It keeps going to tribes in North America, South America, Australia, all these places, missionaries being sent. Um, and there will be a day when Israel is fully included, and that will be an amazing day. Paul anticipates it and says, how much more will their full inclusion mean? How much better? Like right now, if the fact that, that Israel tends to not be believing in Christ, if that means that the blessings of of God and the word of God go to the Gentiles, how much better will it be when all Israel comes in? That's where he's heading. There is going to be a time when Israel is fully included um, by faith because they're, they're, they want to get the blessings that come through faith in Christ as the end of the law, not having a righteousness of our own. And so this is where things are going. Okay, And this is building this case that a partial hardening has come upon Israel for the, for the meantime so that the fullness of the Gentiles can come in. But when the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, there will be a full inclusion of Israel. This is the point he's making. He's trying to get us to understand God's plan in the world. And because God's planned this and prophesied this in his world, in, in his word, sorry, are, we should trust God's word more 
with what's going on and not less. So be blessed. Um, If you're a Gentile and you're a believer in Christ, why don't you just thank God that by his grace, he's, he's so worked out human history that the gospel came to you that the, the promise of being made right with God, adopted with God, given the Spirit of God, covered uh, by the blood of Christ and His cross, for the forgiveness of God, um, purchased for us through the Son of God, it came to you because um, in God's wisdom and rule over the world, Israel rejected that message in the first century. And now it's come to you. And it's by just a grace. It's just grace. It's not just salvation by grace, but you heard the gospel by grace. And you were chosen by grace. And so why don't you just thank God? Say, God, God, I actually have not earned anything. This is all just free gift. And so God, thank you, thank you. And if by some chance you're a uh, physical descendant of, of Jacob, of Israel, a child of Abraham, um, and you've come to Christ, wow, amazing that you're part of this remnant that Paul talks about, that we don't see right yet um, the full inclusion of Israel as it's uh, predicted by the apostle. But in the meantime, you're a blood descendant of Abraham that has come to the Messiah. And so, wow, what a privilege, what a grace. And if you're a Gentile or an Israelite and you haven't come to faith in Christ, I want to encourage you to consider again the word of God and to get into the scriptures and read it and just pray and say, God, if you're real, I want to know the truth. Help me to understand and know what's true. Uh, and I, I believe if you do that with a humble heart, God will meet you. If you do it with an arrogant heart, you know, God God has told us that he opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And so wherever we're proud, God's like, I, you know what, I'm God. I don't have to play by everybody's rules. But if we have come with a humble heart, if you really want to know the truth and be willing to spend time in God's word praying over it, I believe God will meet you there. And where he will lead you is to his son, Jesus Christ, who is raised from the dead, who um, is alive and who is living and who can meet anybody, who answers prayer and who has sent his spirit into the world so that we can know the truth and can experience the love of God and get power from God to live in this world. So if that's you, I want to encourage you, get in the Bible and come to Jesus. So be blessed and I hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.